This is the Beers and Fears Podcast. What is going on, Horror Nation? I am your host, Tucker Miller. I'm Rowdy. And this is the Beers and Beers Podcast. Hope you guys are doing great because we are doing sexy as fuck as always. Fuck yeah. Rowdy, how you feeling, man? I am catching a stiff buzz at the moment. Yeah, what are you drinking on? Our one and only mead that we've been working on for the last fucking eight months or whatever. Yeah, it's um, this mead has taken a long time. We've decided that we wanted to go an all-natural route. And um, turns out when you do that, mead takes a long as fuck time. It does. Um, however, I think we could have got away with bottling it sooner. We could have, but I'm a picky bitch. But Tucker's a picky bitch, and with me, I, I'm okay with unfiltered like wheat beers and... Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. We could have easily gone that route and probably b- bottled it a month ago. Yeah. Uh, but we decided to keep it going and get it as clear as possible. Yeah, I wanted I wanted a crisp and clean, um, no bready type taste to it. And... Turns out it didn't quite matter because personally I'm not the biggest fan of it. I I'm not a I'm not a large fan of um dry wines and this is a very dry mead. Yes it is. However <clears throat> This shit will put hair on your fucking chest. It's also sitting at fourteen percent roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh so if you empty out a glass and then smell it, it smells it like smells ethanol. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it is definitely a strong mead. Uh, yeah, we started this clear back in October of 2018. Of 2018, and we just bottled it today. Yeah, uh, this. This was definitely a a route that we could have. There's a lot of shortcuts that we have learned that we were not able to take with this one. Uh, just because of lack of knowledge. And now that we have these. These. Um, proverbial, proverbial cards up our sleeves. We could probably make this mead in about half the time. <laughs> Minus the aging. Yeah, but I like uh, I I personally would prefer them to age in their bottles and right right no that's not, I'm just saying like, carboy don't have to. I mean, the bottle I cracked, we still have two full bottles that mm-hmm. are going to age for probably another six months and a, probably another year. Mm-hmm. So. Other than aging, yeah, shortcuts, uh, kind of iffy on them since, I mean, haven't tried them as to whether they'll affect the taste. Yeah, there, of, there, there's, a f- there's a few, like, really natural um, shortcuts that we could have taken, like, to help clear it up. We could have thrown it in a refrigerator for about a week. That, and that would have got uh, it pretty crystal clear, but we didn't bother. Even, even then, going and buying bentonite clay, which yeah. is still a natural clearing agent. Yeah, we just didn't want to add anything to it. We just wanted it to be straight up honey, water, and yeast. Yes, this and is a very straight traditional. up traditional mead. Well, uh, granted, that the ABV isn't quite traditional. We are we are still not for certain how we got to a fourteen percent alcohol. I mean, that's running 
a little higher than a wine typically does. Yeah. But not too much. Not out. I mean, not it's out about of the ordinary. Per, it's about four percent over. Eh, but they also back sweeten a lot. Yeah. We didn't do any of that. When you back sweeten, it cuts the ABV. Yeah. Quite a bit. So we're running about a homebrew wine. Yeah. Or a homebrew mead. So it's not out of the ordinary, but we're not doing anything other than letting this age naturally. Yeah. And develop the flavors naturally. And for, I got to say, for being a first-time thing, kind of proud of ourselves. Yeah. Um, there for a while. It definitely tastes like mead. It doesn't taste like There for a while. Bullshit. We, I know a couple episodes in the past few weeks or Mm -hmm. past year that uh i have done samples Mm -hmm. just to see how it's doing and this is the first time where i'm not choking it fucking down yeah there were a few times it was that's not good (laughs) so yeah so we bottled and labeled and even came up with a name for this mead yeah, it is called the the MWB Mead. For stands for the uh, Midwest Bastards. Yes. Um, and we we decided if we ended up wanting to go full time with, um, anything we brew. like spirit making and stuff like that. Uh, that that's what we would call our brewing, um, endeavors. Yes. <clears throat> They will all be a product of Midwest Bastards. Yeah. And uh, if you guys want to see pictures and stuff like that, it's all on our Instagram. And um, did we post anything to Facebook about it? I didn't see. We did not. I have not posted anything. I felt like that was something that can stay as a background thing on the Instagrams. Yeah. So make sure you guys go hit up our Instagram. Uh, which you can find out more about that at the end of the episode. Uh, make sure you hit up our Instagram because there's a lot of stuff that goes on there that does not go anywhere else. Pictures of Hawaii, for instance. Pictures of Silver Creek Distillery. Exactly. Uh, Instagram a- is the quickest way to see behind the scenes. Yeah. Whether it's while we're recording or while we're out living life. Yeah. We like to... S- let you guys know what we're up to especially when it comes to alcohol alcohol movie theaters travels all that stuff so it's good shit but Um, anyway enough about our mead because it's nothing special it's just something we did today's today's featured beer is a simple beer we're just drinking some good old blue moon belgian white and um this is actually new for me, um, we're drinking them out of cans. Uh, yesterday was my first um, canned Blue Moon. Everyone says, <clears throat> well, not everyone, but a lot of people say it doesn't matter what you drink it out of. It's a drink no, itself. I, I am Moon, not that person. Blue Moon tastes completely different from everything else. Uh, from from, yeah, well, from the bottle. Well. See, and I, and I'm from not the tap, that type of person. Each one of those tastes very different. Yes and no. To me. I mean, they definitely taste different when compared to each other. Yeah. But if you went and grabbed a Budweiser, whether it be from a tap, mm-hmm. a can, or a bottle, it's distinctly a Budweiser. Same with Blue Moon. You grab a Blue Moon out of a tap (laughs) a can or a bottle it is distinctly blue moon Mm -hmm. however all three of whatever has a distinct taste yeah comparatively to each other like different notes come to a head yes like people a lot of people don't understand that the vessel you consume out of greatly changes the flavor of beer just like why would they create so many different kinds of glasses you have uh like a pilsner glass 
a tulip glass, you have flutes. Like, those are all specifically made to bring out specific notes in each drink. Now, nine times out of ten, I just drink out of my tulip glasses because that's basically all I have. I, I'm I'm a cheap, lazy bastard when it comes to drinkware. Or I drink out of the vessel they're packaged in. Yes. Um, yeah, we're not fancy here. I've got a we're, few we're, pint mugs. We're a bit uh, redneck. We just drink how we drink. Yeah. We're not really... Oh well, you're not gonna have a fucking martini in a. I'll drink my tulip. martinis. In Go a, fuck you. I'll drink my martinis in a red solo cup. You cunt. <laughs> yeah, like we we are not those. We're we're not that full into ourselves. The best or, way to. Sorry, I I put the emphasis on the wrong word. We are not that full yeah. into ourselves. Uh. But. With the notes that you get out of certain glasses, mm-hmm. a martini—it's the same difference as drinking a martini that's shaken and not stirred. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. a martini out of a fucking tulip glass instead of a fucking martini glass. Yeah. You're going to catch different hints. God, you're going to pass out because all that fucking ethanol straight up your nose. Eh. But um. Yeah, really the only time I actually care to use the glass per um that it the drink was designed to be in is when it's a new beer that I've never tried before. And at the end of the day, I still may drink it out of the bottle or can it came in, but that's when I would prefer so that I can see the way that the brewer wanted you to experience the drink. Yes. And if it were up to me, I would have at least a pair of each kind of glass so that when the time came, say, I read the back of this new bottle of uh, beer I got and it says, use a balloon glass. I don't have to settle for my tulips. I use my balloon glass. Right. And I get. Right, right. I then I, I get an extension of that brewer's uh, persona into the glass. Because it's the exact art that he wanted you to taste. Correct. And I'm going to preference this with saying, like our good friends, mm-hmm. not really our friends, but people that we, I guess, kind of look up to at the Modern Rogue, mm-hmm. talking, yeah. talking about how to drink whiskey. Yeah. The first rule in that is, there is no wrong way to drink whiskey. Yeah, the best way to drink whiskey is, is how you, how like, you it. like it. Same goes with beer or anything else. You drink what you like. I might like Budweiser out of a bottle, but you prefer it out of a can. I prefer it in the trash. <laughs> you're but a yes, I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, shit, and it goes for everything. If you guys... If you like your steak well done and with ketchup on the side, you do you. You're boo-boo. not American for one. Oh, shut your whore mouth. Um, you you no, do you. Real. If you you know, um, like I know people that are not. They're very particular with their meats, and they pref- they they will only consume meat that is fully cooked. And uh, I'm like, well, you may be ruining that steak, but I guess you prefer ruined steak. I will have mine medium rare with salt and pepper, please. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's a teach your own thing. But as far as Blue Moon and a can, all Blue Moon tastes the same to me. Yeah. Well, Whether it's it just be in a can on tap or on bottle. In a bottle, you get a lot more of the bready notes and stuff like that in the can. See, to me, I never notice any difference, really. Really? Strictly with Blue Moon. But. With with it in the can, you get a lot more of the, um, like, citrusy notes. And and then the bread is on the ass end. With, With a bottle, it's up front. I have no idea what it is. 
and I've had this thought on Blue Moon for quite a while now. I've always enjoyed tomato <laughs> beer. God damn. Or like Kalamatas and stuff. Yeah, you nasty hoe. For whatever reason, that's the only taste I get from Blue Moon. It tastes like a tomato beer you, to me. You like tomatoes smeared onto dirty pussy? Well, no, I don't like Clam dirty pussy. I don't nasty like dirty bitch. pussy. <laughs> you nasty hoe. But uh, but no, uh, Blue but, Moon in the can is... Um, it's it's just as enjoyable as a blue moon. It's slightly different. Uh, if you enjoy blue moon, I highly suggest trying it in the can, then trying it on tap. And you know, if you if you have the ability to have one of each, and then throughout the night just switch, just be like, okay, I'm gonna have a can. It will then change. I'm gonna have a bottle. It will change your perception for sure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you're drinking unless it's liquor. And then, fuck, if it's liquor, fucking have scotch on the rocks. And then go from scotch on the rocks to scotch, scotch with, with a drop uh, of water. Drop of water, and then you'll be drinking scotch like a man. Um, <laughs> anyway, enough about alcohol. We're going to get back to fucking brass tacks and go back to something we skipped out on two weeks ago. Yeah, we kind of had a clusterfuck of episode placement. And which I didn't realize until after last week's episode. We we're just like, oh fuck, we um, skipped our go-to for the beginning of the month, so we're back at it again. It may be a Tuesday, but it is Friday here, Friday the thirteenth, part six. Yes, Jason six. lives. That is part six, right? Yes. Okay. I remembered the subtitle, forgot the number. (laughs) Jason is back at it again with that machete. He's here to break necks and cash checks. And fucking throw throwing knives or throwing spikes. Yeah, We don't know. Yeah, in this movie, he comes with a full arsenal. And he's ready to fuck your bitch. But yeah, since we skipped it for two weeks, we decided to get back to basics. Yeah. Do what we're known for. So yeah, doesn't really start out like the last ones. This one was actually um, written and directed by Tom McLaughlin. And um, the reason he went with Tommy Jarvis was because of the poor, poor fan reception of him becoming the new villain. And so he was like, fuck it, we'll just bring Jason back. And that's what yeah. started this whole, like, Jason's immortal kind of thing. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you guys follow the Friday the 13th series, uh, episode 5 was not ever supposed to happen, for one. And the series was supposed to end with 4 when Jason gets killed by Tommy Jarvis. Right? Yeah. Was it three or four? Um uh the fi- the final chapter. Yeah. Which was uh four. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah. The that's when Friday the thirteenth was supposed to end, period. Mm-hmm. Came back with episode five. Where they yeah. were trying to introduce a new villain. Yeah. Obviously didn't work. So they just decided to resurrect Jason. Yeah. So now you have zombie Jason. hmm Who got resurrected by getting stabbed with a fence post and then lightning striking said fence post. hmm And this is where you begin to see the cliché like superhuman strength and shit. Yeah. Um and oh what was it? There was something in it that I was like this is the beginning of this trope. There was one part in this I can't remember, I'll fucking remember later. That it was like this is probably one of the first times that this has happened. 
in a in a horror movie. I don't know. I don't know it. I don't know what you're talking about, Rowdy. I don't either. You're just, obviously, you're just talking yourself in circles. Maybe. No, that there was a part though, and it's. I'll have to fucking probably watch the movie again to fucking find it. Fuck that. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jason gets resurrected and. Turns out they have changed the name of the city from Crystal Lake to Camp Forest Green. Yes. And and the city of Forest Green. Yes. Because they want to put all that bullshit behind them. Then old Tommy Jarvis comes running back into town saying that he accidentally resurrected Jason. And now they got to fuck with that. And that's where the movie really kicks off. As he's... Basically gets kicked out of town and not sent to prison. Yeah. Uh, and the sheriff's daughter is trying to fucking so. Which that's, that's always dope. Spoil alert. This one has no fucking titties. So it ranks right down there with Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Um. What the fuck? Tom McLaughlin. You dropped the ball. This is like the first Jason movie with no titties. I'm pretty sure it's the second. But either way, well, it's a disappointment. you broke a cardinal rule of horror movie. <laughs> I wonder how many even... people fucking hate us because we talk about that. We're like, there were titties in this movie. They're like fucking misogynists. I don't give a shit. Titties are nice. Titties are fantastic. Every, everybody loves Do we need titties. to go get your woman to testify that titties are amazing because we can women love titties men love titties babies love titties everybody loves titties nectar of the gods is a nipple come from (laughs) titties so but but for real yeah i think there was one other one i think it might have been part four that didn't have titties maybe i don't know Either way, no titties on this. That's a cardinal rule in horror. So what's sad is there's a sex scene. Yeah, you see more of a naked man than a naked woman. Uh, well, I and guess there are titties in this. My bad. Man titties. Man titties. Man so. titties. They're not even fat floppy titties like you'd like. Yeah, they're, they're like muscly. Yeah, toned man titty. Oh, toned titties. Gross. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think we're going to go to ad break, and then we will continue with what we're doing. And we're back. I hope that was painless for you, because it definitely was for us. You guys already know this fucking movie, so we're just going to go ahead and jump into the kill count, which I think ties the record for Friday the 13th. Does it? Believe so. There's a lot of deaths in this movie. Yes, but I think the record was 18, and that is how many are technically in this. So, believe it ties the kill count. I would have been happy to see it exceed it, but again, no titties. No titties. Such a fucking... Waste of a fucking movie. Such a waste. So, let's go ahead and get into the kills. Number one. First kill happens within the first few minutes of the movie. The opening scenes before the title card. Mm Mm-hmm. And that would be Hawes. Oh, Hawes. Good friend at Tommy Jarvis, straight out of the psych ward. They basically escape out of the fucking hospital. Mm Mm-hmm. And go straight to the graveyard where Jason is buried. Mm Mm-hmm. And Tommy is going to cremate Jason. Decides to, like, has a fucking mental lapse. Mm -hmm. And stabs him a thousand times with this fence post. Lightning strikes it, resurrects Jason, who promptly gets out of the grave. And rips Haas' fucking heart out of his chest. He fucking scorpion punches him. Yeah, all the way through. Through heart and hand yeah and boom that's your first death easy peasy pretty good effects on it Mm -hmm. look pretty good yeah um and then about you know 10 minutes pass or so 
And then we have the two counselor leaders, Darren and Lisbeth. Yes. And, um, Darren gets speared through the gut and then just tossed aside. Yeah. And then. Trying to be fucking hard ass like uh, Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. And then his girl gets stabbed in the head. In a puddle. In the puddle and basically drowned. Mm-hmm. And held there for a minute. And then Kill 4 is this rant. Like, I guess this, like, office, I guess. Yeah, they're having, like, a uh, a corporate bonding paintball tournament thing. Yeah. I, it's odd. Anyway. It's quite random. This guy, what was his name? Bert. Bert. Bert never, Bert never loses. He never dies. Billy Badass, obviously you can tell that he thinks he's tough shit Yeah, until he, shit hits the fan. He's going through the woods, chopping up the flora and fauna with fucking With a, a machete. machete because the girl killed him. Mm-hmm. And uh, This is a men's game. Girl shouldn't be here. Yeah, um, y'all are worried about us talking about titties? You guys need to go call that guy up. Yeah, He's like, uh, I should have put that bitch back in the kitchen. Yeah, so he's going and chopping fucking trees and shit. And he rears back and get his hand gets caught. He yeah. flips around. It's Jason who rips his arm off, flinging him into a tree. Which leaves a beautiful smiley face, face impression. Well, I think the smiley the face was already carved into the tree, oh, yeah, and his definitely. face just smacked it. Definitely, but it's but, um, fucking great. But yeah, he gets he gets pinned to the tree by a broken branch through the gut. And then um, <clears throat> the other three paintballers that we didn't care enough to get their names, uh, they all get decapitated in one single swing. Yes. They all turn around like, I swear I heard something, and it was Jason, who is in one... Fail swoop. Yeah. Decapitating lops, him. Lops all three of their heads off. And then the um and then the final paintballer takes off running. Yes. And um shoots Jason with a paintball who's like, What in the fuck is this? Yeah. And then doesn't get killed. Yeah. He makes it out. Little bit of time elapses, it's night now. You get the typical drunk. Yeah, the drunken grave tender. Yeah, the grave tender this time. He's walking, singing a song to his liquor bottle. Mm-hmm. Finishes his liquor bottle, goes to throw it over his shoulder. And never hears it never hit the ground. Never hears it hit the ground, so <laughs> he turns around and Jason is there with it in his hand. He breaks it and then stabs him in the throat with it. Yeah, he gets straight up fucking shivved. And then um, there are two teens making out on a blanket very After close he by. After proposed to her. Yeah. And uh, the the guy decides to go check out the noise. Goes over there and promptly sees Jason just hacking away at this dude's dead body. Yes. So they, or well, he runs back to her. He's like, never mind. Let's fucking go now. They go to hop on a motorbike, and Jason fucking promptly shoves a spear through both of their guts. Yep. Just shish kebabs them. And then you get to... The actual counselors. Count Well, not quite yet. Yes, this starts with the counselors. Mm-hmm. You have Counselor Court, mm-hmm. who's off getting laid. By this random ass chick in a fucking RV she stole from her stepdad. Yeah. Power gets cut off. They run. Well, they drive away. Yeah. Obviously, Jason's in the fucking RV. He's hiding in the loo. Yes. She, this bitch gets fucking thrown. Oh my god, this scene is fucking hilarious. She is Back flying all over the fucking RV. Throwing the fucking RV into drive in reverse and drive in reverse. And then she gets. Jason fucking pops out of the fucking bathroom. Covers her mouth so she can't scream. Pulls mm-hmm. her in. They struggle for a minute. And then he proceeds to basically fucking stamp her head 
into the side of the yeah. RV. Like vacuum forming her fucking face. Yeah, you get a nice from the inside out. You get a nice face embossment. Yes. And uh So boom, Nikki is her name. Yeah, and while Court is trying to drive away, um Jason decides to plot his handy dandy K bar. Yeah. And <laughs> and promptly puts it through his fucking head. Yes, very promptly. Just plunges it through the side of his head. Causes, obviously, the RV to go off the road and promptly flip onto its side. Yeah. Boom, scene. More bullshit expose, mm-hmm. basically. And uh, kill 13. We are already at 13 deaths in this fucking movie. And this is about the halfway point in the movie. Yeah. Uh... Honestly, at this point, kills start to kind of slow down. Yeah, they quite start a bit. dwindling. Um, yeah, so Kill 13 is the counselor named Sissy mm-hmm. who gets pulled out of the window and uh, gets her head spun 180. 180. Yeah. And you find out later that she got completely decapitated because you find her head in a police. Cruiser. Well, you see Jason carrying her body without a head. Without a head. Before then. And then you find her head in the driver's seat of a police car. Which the uh, the practical effects on that were pretty good. Kill 14? Uh, One of the other counselors, I don't know her name. It's one that kind of... Puts off the vibe as, like, protagonist in this movie at the beginning. But she doesn't last very long. <laughs> Not the protagonist at all. She gets killed off screen and then thrown halfway through a window. And then yanked back in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not that great of a kill she get, she in gets, my book. She gets bloodbathed. Uh, yes. He, he just paints the room with her body. And, um, and, then, and then we start having some officer deaths. And uh, the first officer who encounters Jason gets kunai in the fucking face uh, with some sort of throwing knife apparatus. You don't really get a good look at it, but it it plunges right into his forehead and floors him. Then you get kill 16, which is cop death number two, mm-hmm. which is... I missed the beginning part of the scene, but I do know that he got his head fucking traditionally crushed yeah, by he, Jason. Yeah, he got it squeezed like it was getting juiced. Yes. And uh, that's pretty much the gist of that one. Kill 17 would be uh, Megan's dad, who is the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Who is fighting with Jason... And gets pre, uh, folded in half. Backwards. Backwards. <laughs> yes. Basically, he's on top of Jason, and Jason just sits up and is like, "Nah." Yeah, just just pushes him up, off, and just keeps going. Yes. Yeah, and uh, the practical effects on that one were pretty good too. You see feet. Yeah. Right next to heads. Um. Yeah, and then kill eighteen, which. Obviously, if you know this series, isn't a kill at all. But Jason's, Jason gets uh, chained to a boulder yeah. and drowned. Yeah, basically anchored to the bottom of the lake. Drowned and chopped up with the rudder. And that's the end of the kill list. Mm-hmm. And still no fucking titties. Not a single tit in sight. So, Rowdy, what do you think of... Um, a lot of the movie magic in this movie. I actually do really enjoy this movie. This one was good. Um, it's one of the better ones. Yeah, it bums me out that there's no boobies. I would have really liked to see uh, Megan's boobies. That would have been cool. Ending fucking credits. You could tell we're definitely in the solid, 80s. Solidly. Solid 80s. Yeah. You got that fucking 8-bit fucking party yeah, like, uh, it's not, this is some good not rock. Really, not really eight eight beat, but 
definitely like you can probably find whatever this is definitely some arcade rock you can find whatever track is the ending Mm -hmm. track in this movie you can find it on an eight track no problem (laughs) um guaranteed or a cassette i guess probably a cassette at that point yeah overall it's good i do have a couple nitpicky things for the effects yeah but other than that because well my big thing with masks Mm, there's ways to hide eyes in masks without fucking using some sort of fucking cloth like pantyhose type fucking netting yeah just on the the eye holes that uh the lightning somehow took a fucking back seat oh my god the lightning went back to like like friday the 13th two two yeah yeah the lightning effect Oh, oh my god. god. Excuse that, me. This is equivalent to like Back to the Future lightning. Oh, yes. Just like, heavily just like CGI minor, and minor very things. like slow moving and stuff. Minor minor things that your average watcher especially at the time would have been like holy shit, did you see the but we're watching it way after it's been done. Many a year have passed. <laughs> and uh yeah. I'll never, I don't give a shit how good the mask is if you're using black pantyhose to cover eyes. It doesn't look good. Yeah, you're basically spirit Halloween at this point. Like, you're just the outlet that pops up in town near Halloween. Yeah, that's honestly what it looked like. It looked like somebody bought a Halloween mask off of a spirit Halloween or whatever. Out the $5 bin, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want a mask that has, you can't see my eyes, but I want it to look like a hockey mask. Ta-da. Here you go. Give me five bucks. Yeah. But a lot of the movie magic in this one was really good. Like, um, most of the deaths were on screen. and I think there was only they one off screen. They weren't, they weren't egregiously bad. They weren't uh, overly gory either. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of them were very simple. It, they kind of toned down the deaths. Yeah, extremely in this one. Yeah, like uh, when the guy was getting his head crushed, you didn't see his head get flattened into a pancake. You saw him squeeze and squeeze and squeeze until he started bleeding, and then the dude passed out, and Jason dropped him. And later you just see him bleeding out of his eyes and stuff and then snot running out of his nose. Yeah. It's not like... I mean, I think the most gory death happened off screen, for one. Yeah. The one, the most gory death on screen would have been probably the very first one where he gets his fucking heart punched out of his chest. Oh, most definitely. And it looked pretty good, too. It yeah. was... um, It... it it wasn't bad. I'm sure if the lighting was brighter. Oh it yeah, would look yeah, because this one did happen during terrible. a storm. Yeah, it happened during a storm on screen, so it was dim. Um, a lot of the stuff, like there's some, there's a scene with like a dismembered arm and leg, and they look pretty good. Like they, Even they don't the look terrible. Dismembered arm that Jason was holding. It looked pretty good. It looked decent. Yeah. It didn't look uh, like you know. Like an action figure arm or something. Yeah. As far as dismembered body parts, I mean, you're never going to get a head to look 100% lifelike. Especially especially when you have actors and actresses that have very specific, like very unique facial structures yes. and stuff. Because a lot of the times they just base it off of a... Uh, this is the most generalized face structure. Well, it's, even if they have a live cast of the actor, yeah, yeah it might it look like look them. Perfect, but skin tone and yeah, a light deviation through the skin and all that—that's pretty well impossible at this point. Mm, Nobody's yeah. had, nobody has figured that one out. You can get damn close to it, but mm-hmm. you can't get there yet. And that's oh, talking two thousand. That's talking 2019. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. This was uh, literally the, 30 years ago. Yeah, the whole dismembered head situation has still not been completely nailed because we did see a movie recently that had a dismembered head in it, and the head was not good. I had to keep asking Rowdy. I'm like, who's that supposed to be? Yeah. And this was a big budget movie. So I don't fault them for that at no, all. I don't. I don't. The head looked I mean, good I like to, for what it was. Yes, especially for the time. And you could tell who it was. It was. Yes. The effects were pretty well spot on. Score was pretty good, too. Yeah, you definitely have the classic Friday the 13th fucking orchestra. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I'm going to make your eardrums bleed with the violin. Yeah, like skull splitting. Yeah. And constant. Yes, it was so good, though. Yeah, it's definitely. This is the whole time. Definitely the classic horror movie score. Yeah, which I kind of find it funny that now that we have moved through this series up into the 80s. It seems like they're still using the tracks from the 70s. Until the end. Yeah, and then you get a nice, you know, hair metal 80s. It wasn't even fucking hair metal. (laughs) Fucking. Like I said, arcade rock is what it. It was arcadey. Yeah. Definitely. I felt like I was about to fucking be playing Friday the 13th on an arcade machine. (laughs) Uh, Other than that. Eight out of ten hockey masks. Ooh, you went with an eight out of ten. I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah. You good with your eight out of ten? Yeah. Are you wanting to retract that? No, I'm good with an eight. I, I'm gonna go with a seven just because of um there's a few things that I was just like, Oh, come on, come on, come on. Like the whole time the whole time the cop was like threatening tommy jarvis like he's like i'm gonna fucking paint the walls with your brains motherfucker and shit like that well, and i'm like i'm like can't can we talk can we get into the fucking big ass laser fucking oh yeah we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> but like cops don't do that you know what i mean just like in general in general like cops aren't like cops aren't like oh man you're lucky because if i had it my way you know I would have yes I would have no. smeared your blood across the pavement already and shit like that. Yes like, or no, we might have to dial up some of our older audience. Yeah, and my I mean, father. Yeah, and I get it. Like small town back in the day, you know. Like, and, back in the day, things were definitely different. different. Yeah, but uh, but like I'm just like the whole time I'm just like shut the fuck up with your empty yeah, ass threads. But see, like you're not but, gonna do shit. <laughs> but now with everything being recorded, cops can't do that because then they get sued and uh, yeah, yada yada yada. I mean, even in the '80s, I doubt that's how it was. But yeah, at but, one point in time, that is definitely how it was. Yeah, it's just like I'm just like nothing's coming of this in the movie. So like. Well, uh, the sheriff, who is the one running Tommy through the fucking ringer, yeah, is like, you can tell he has a good relationship with his daughter and blah, 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 blah. He gets called to the wreck of the RV, and his daughter's like, well, what time did it happen? And so she, he tells her, and she's like, no, he's been with me that entire time. Yeah. It's like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Get in the cell. And you're grounded, do not fucking leave, and then tells the jailer at that point. Yeah. Make sure she doesn't leave and fucking put him in the irons. Yeah. So, no, I definitely get what you're saying. It, 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 it's just like, the whole time, it was just like bothering me because I'm well, like, I, shut I think up. The whole I time know. they were setting it up for him to be like, Oh, I want this motherfucker to get fucking killed. Well, yeah, it's just like the and whole... he was like the last death. Yeah, the, of, just the whole movie, I was just like, nothing's gonna come of this. Why is this even in this movie? Nothing comes of this. Why is it, why is it in the movie? Yes and no. I like, I, again... Yeah. I see where you're coming from, but I'm, like, trying to think back in 
when it was made. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew where it was going. Yeah. So, yes, after knowing what happens and all this bullshit, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, go fuck yourself. But, at the time, it was like, setting it up, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. Just fuck this guy. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. I want to see some titties. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I just want to see his hot. I'm waiting for Tommy his hot and daughter's his titties and, yeah. and his daughter to fuck off, literally. And the most you get is <laughs> the making out. Yeah, and so I'm. I may not be able to justify it quite properly, but I'm gonna go with a seven. I want to say an eight, but it's still high up there. I, I, I'm saying eight. I mean, there are a lot of drawbacks. Oh my god, to there's this. so much comedy in this movie, and a lot of it is actually fucking funny. I think that's part of the reason why I'm gonna rate it about an eight. Yeah. Uh, so far, with what we've gone through, mm-hmm. mind you, my scale is going to fluctuate as we continue. Mm-hmm. My highest was about a nine, and I believe that was episode four. Mm-hmm. Great story. Love the ending. Titties. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, this one, I like the story. They did it well. The effects were on on point. Mm-hmm. Minus the fucking lightning. And yeah. like one or two scenes for the mask. It will never be Jason Goes to Hell. And it it's not my favorite. Yeah. But it tops the rest of them. Yeah. So that's my eight. Yeah, and and I get that, and um, I do rate mine like that. Draws it back a lot for me the whole sheriff situation, but the um, what brings it up for me is the amount of times like they break the fourth wall. They like, did break. Like they're like, uh, they're like, uh, I've seen enough horror movies to know a man in a mask is a fucking bad idea. That, uh, there was another one where the, it's like, oh. The grave tender? Yeah, the... He's uh, like, ah, oh, man, people have a sick sense of humor or something like that, or... Oh, you guys have a sick sense of, sick sense of humor. Yeah, and he's like, man, people have a, uh, a weird way or of you, having you, fun. You people, stuff like yeah. that. And like, little backhanded things yeah. where it wasn't... It, it definitely wasn't no Deadpool, where yeah. it's literally... You may be asking, did I fire six shots or seven? Yeah. That type of fucking... My my favorite one is when the little girl asks her, she's like, why are they trying to scare us? And she's like, well, grown-ups think it's fun to be scared. And she's like, why? And she's like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, Yeah, it, it's not necessarily breaking... like the definition of breaking the fourth wall yeah they're not speaking directly to the audience but they are speaking they, about the audience yeah they are poking fun at people who yeah enjoy these movies so yeah i mean and that's, a, that's another plus in my book yeah and this movie is very self-aware of what it is and and i think that's why it's one of the better uh, Friday the Thirteenth. If if you guys have a differing opinion, there are so many ways you guys can get a hold of us and let us know about it. Number one, Facebook, Beers and Fears Podcast, mm-hmm. our business page, Beers and Fears Podcast. Yeah, drop a like, follow it. Drop a like, follow it. We are still doing the giveaway on that. Oh, you can uh, also rate us on on Facebook. You can rate us five stars, drop a review. Well, there you go. Uh, Go ahead and like and follow that page. Share it with your friends, whatever. We're Mm -hmm. doing that. We're still doing the giveaway. Mm -hmm. 125 likes. And we will announce what it is. Mm -hmm. Easy as that. Get us up to 150 likes and we announce the winner and we will do our 
drawing and whatnot and announce a winner mm-hmm. for that. A little farther down on the Facebook page, there's a link to the Beers and Fears community. That's where all you guys can get together and comment and cuss and discuss. Post what have names, you. Post stink shit. Talk about, oh, well, when horror was horror in my time or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't give a shit. That's where you guys do all that. That's where you guys get together. Mm-hmm. We might pop in every now and then. But other than Facebook, you can always hop over to our Instagram, mm-hmm. which is at Beers and Fears Podcast. That's where you get all our behind-the-scenes photos, whether it be from vacation, what we're doing here, just random na- nasty shit. Mm-hmm. Dank-ass memes sometimes. Hop on there, like us, share us, tag us and shit, whatever the fuck it is. If you don't like that, you can always get us on the Twitter, which I believe is... At Beers and Fears. At Beers and Fears as well. Yep. Tucker is the one who is in control of that. He sees it more than I do. But either way, we see it. Yeah, we're not... We're not super duper active on Twitter. Mainly all we do is post our episode links on there. But that's because there's only like 16 followers. So uh, if if you guys, and we know we have more listeners than 16. So if you guys want to hop over there and do that, we will make sure to, uh, once we realize that people are using Twitter to, to keep in touch with us, we will start more heavily using Twitter just right now, we can't focus on it because there's nothing coming of it. There's nothing coming of it, and the reason why I'm not big on it is because I would much rather you see us yeah. and see what we're doing yeah. than just being like, oh, bottled our beer. Well, I mean, on you it. can post pictures on Twitter. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't give it justice. Yeah, I mean, I get uh, what you're saying. If you're not into that, you can always hit us up the old-fashioned way, which would be... Shooting us an email. Just beers and fears podcast at gmail.com. You guys can email us at that um, at any point in time. Um, both of us have um, our emails linked to it. And so we will, we can get a hold of you very quickly with that. We That is our business email mm-hmm. as well. So that is one that we are constantly checking. So, within a day, there will be a response. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can always hop us, hop us up, hit us up <laughs> on anchor.fn. Yeah, you can send us voice messages that are linked to the episode that you're wanting to talk about so that we can pull them from those and then compile them and then we can do Q&A episodes or we can just personally answer them while we're doing the podcast and um, it's really cool and exciting and nobody's used it yet. (laughs) Voice messaging is the shit. We can even send you voice messages back. Yes, we Uh, can. Other than voice messages, uh, down in the show notes, show notes, there will be a link for listener support. Listener support is a great way to help us out, help you guys out. If you guys want more content or better content or fuck different content than mm-hmm. just beers and fears, that helps us make Very this directly. better and in the most direct way you can unless it's mm-hmm. shaking our hands and giving us cash. Yeah. That is the quickest way. Yeah, listener support um, is a really solid way to help us expand what we can do with Beers and Fears or expand and do more than Beers and Fears. Um, anything from, you know, funding our hosting or things like that or just buying better equipment because... While we have decent equipment, there's always better things to be had so that we can always make the best product for you guys. Basically, with listener support, the more funding we get, 
the more high quality mm-hmm. content you guys get, whether that be th- with the horror nation mm-hmm. or if we start another podcast that is different than just horror. Yeah. Listener support is the easiest way to get us to the point where we can do that. And if you guys want to help us out non-monetarily, you can just go straight to your favorite podcatcher and you can rate us five stars and leave us a review. That shit is basically cash to all the pod services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, TuneIn, everything. Whatever it is, the five-star reviews, we don't give a shit what your review is. I mean, Mm -hmm. we do if it's a good thing or if you have critiques for us that are needed. Yeah, we still read them all. The five stars, though, that's what we need. The more five-star reviews we get, the higher up we get boosted. In the search queue. if you type in horror, if we're up in the top, we're one of the top ones to get boosted up there. Mm -hmm. So five-star reviews are fucking great. Yeah. That is fucking money to then. Mm-hmm. Granted, we don't see a lot of it, but we it's don't. money to them. We don't see any of it, but that's okay. Those five-star reviews um, are a very, very effective way for you to help out the podcast. Last but not least, if you want to help yourself out and give us a little kickback, always have your chance to go check out our affiliates mm-hmm. at horrormerchstore.com. That is H O R R O R M E R C H S T O R E dot com question mark R E F equals one one three. That link right there is our affiliate code. If you use that link, anything you look at buy etc kind of gives us a little tiny little curmudgeon of a penny yes so but that adds up use that reference code that is horrormerchstore.com question mark ref equals 113 that is our personal reference code Mm -hmm. that helps us out that helps you guys out and all is peachy yeah you were gonna buy this shit anyway These guys have the craziest shit. They have exclusive Funko Pops, exclusive t-shirt designs, exclusive posters, action figures, props, um, replicas, costumes, masks. They have fucking anything you could want from horror. And they constantly are changing their exclusives. Just this month alone, they have had more than one that are limited release, limited edition. I think the latest one is uh, Faces of Death. Yeah, and they are made specifically for horror merch store. So, if and they you guys, are licensed. Yes, they are. Everything they have is licensed merchandise, so nothing you're getting is a knockoff. So if you guys want to be the coolest kids on the block and have stuff that no one else can get their hands on, head over to horrormerchstore.com, question mark REF equals 113, and find out what you can find. They have the most amazing shit. Again, that is horrormerchstore.com, question mark REF equals 113. That is... H-O-R-R-O-R-M-E-R-C-H-S-T-O-R-E dot com question mark R-E-F equal sign 113. And I believe that wraps it up. I've been Tucker. I've been Rowdy. That took 20 minutes to get that fucking link recorded right. And this... It's the Beers and Fears podcast. We'll catch you next week.